Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. Yeah, man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Yeah. Now it's Bowling with Favre. Well, here we go, show nine. We, you know, <laughs> Brett, we had a... Uh, we had quite a show last week with Dr. Phil. <laughs> we got, yeah, it's, it, went, it went far and wide, and and we got a we got a big one this week. We got we got Ted Nugent coming on in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'm excited I, as an avid hunter myself. That's I, right. I watched a lot of his shows, and you know the guy is passionate. Not, not only is it you know the younger generation probably doesn't know this, um, but Ted Nugent's one of the greatest rockers of all time. But he's maybe a better hunter an outdoor enthusiast than he is a rocker. Now that's saying a lot. So I'm yes. excited about it. Yeah. I've known the guy, I've known the guy a long time and uh, we've been friends for quite a while. <laughs> he always brings it. So um, I'm sure he will. You know, if you're listening right now, you got to do us a favor, make sure you go to um, go to wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, uh, iTunes, go to Apple and, and make sure you rate and review us. Cause it helps get us on the list. It gets us out there, but also, Right now, if you give us right up a review and you get really creative, we're going to read a couple of them. And also, the best one is going to get a Brett Favre signed autographed jersey. I want a number four signed jersey. Is that, I'll is get that, you one. You know, Brett, I do a lot of TV appearances. And one thing that needs to be on point, <clears throat> my hair. So hair loss is not an option for me. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. And that's why we turn to our friends at Keeps. There are only two FDA approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them. Yeah, Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. And it's affordable. Treat, I, this is awesome. Treatment started just $10 per month. Yeah, just 10 bucks with convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your house. It comes in discreet packaging, has some proven results. In fact, Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast, act now. Yeah, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash far to receive your first month of treatment for free. Yeah, it's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash farv, F-A-V-R-E, to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash farv. Well, it's a distinct pleasure to bring back one of my really close friends, great all-time, one of the best all-time rockers in American history, my friend, Brett, me, Ted Nugent. Eric, Brett, greetings. Happy springtime. Hey, Brett, you got those turkeys figured out in Mississippi yet? No, they're still outsmarting me. I, I <laughs> need that. an expert. You free? <laughs> Thump. <laughs> so, so before you can jump down, Brett, Ted was telling us, uh, or, or Brito was talking about a a, uh, a, I don't know, some sort of gecko or some some lizard problem in Florida and iguanas, and, and iguana problem in Florida. And Brett says, there's, there's just, the reason why there's an iguana problem in Florida is because Ted hasn't been there yet as an I avid fixed hunter. Iguana problems. We have <laughs> balanced wildlife where I live. It's it's a matter of sharp arrows, aim small, miss small, and garlic and butter. It's the perfect recipe for balanced nature. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, you you're in Michigan, right? No, I was born and raised in Michigan, uh, but when it turned into a suburb of San Francisco, I, I moved to Texas because I'm addicted to freedom. Well, you got a lot of lot of out of towners moving into Texas and making it uh, a little different. Well, I'll tell you, Brett and Eric, I do have a lot of friends from uh, New Jersey, New York, uh, Illinois, California that are moving to Texas. But I know all these guys, and they are the heart and They're soul. Okay. Of work. 
working hard, playing hard, conservatives, God, family, country. Now, there are some freaks moving in, too, but I think we're going to hold the line. And let me tell you, Michigan, wall-to-wall, all-American assets, great families, God, family, country, freedom, constitution, hunting, fishing, Second Amendment, self-defense, all the radical stuff. So it's only the uh, tail that's wagging the dog across America. So the, the heart and soul of what makes America great every day, it's still alive and well. We just got to get back into policy making and, and overcome that freak in the White House. Yeah. Hey, Ted, you, you, um, you know, you're you, I, Brad, I, I've been with Ted for hung out with Ted for, for quite quite a long time. And he he brings his guitar along with him sometimes. I, I, that is, My I, guitar I, brings me along. <laughs> I, you know, I, I got it. I got to tell you, you guys, I grew up listening to Ted Nugent. Wang Dang, Sweet Boon Dang. What great Yank. songs. I love those songs. <laughs> Yank me, crank me, me, don't wake up and thank me. <laughs> Ted, can you give us a couple of riffs from, from that? What an well, album. I mean, just, I- think of, just think of the grind of the music that I took from Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and the outrage and defiance and the musical authority of Little Richard and James Brown. I put it through the Motown uh, screen because the Motown Funk Brothers were revered as the gods of musical emotion and authority forever. I mean, one of the first licks that I ever learned was the uh, all-time classic, and we still play it. <laughs> Now, how do you not love that? But I took it to a little different dimension because Little Richard and James Brown had a little bit more influence on me. And it turned into Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang when I perfected the love song genre. I mean, get out of here. What kind of music is that? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it is Ted, unbelievable. you have passion running through your finger, through your body, no through your fingers into that guitar right I out love of the speaker. I absolutely, you can't play my kind of music if you're comfortably numb. I, I'm, I, comfortably no. numb is actually uncomfortably dumb. The evidence is irrefutable. So when I play songs like the licks that, the last album was called The Music Made Me Do It. And like every day, the music does still make me do it. I still listen to James Brown and Wilson Pickett and everything Motown. When I grab the guitar, things happen like the title song. I mean, I, it's uh, like a crazy kid with his first amp every time, even at 10, every, 72 years old. You got to do me one more favor before we get into some of the others. So hold that guitar for one more second, because everyone watching right now, if you don't know Ted Nugent, if you didn't grow up listening to Ted like I did, Stranglehold, this, uh, if you don't, Brett, this gives me chills just listening to this. Give, you, give us a little Stranglehold, Ted. Listen to this. <laughs> curious yeah well you're 72 years old and i i think i'm as much a fan as your outdoor antics as i mean you're as good a hunter as you are I, it's hard to say you're, you're as good a hunter as you are a musician because that's i mean that, that's big shoes to fill but but I, I think you've done it have you always like when you were i have zero musical 
I mean, other than listening to music, that's that's about as close to being musical as I can be. When you were as far back as you can remember, was was playing a part of your uh, upbringing? Was it family? Is is it genetics? <laughs> yeah, I was born. <laughs> stop and think, Brett. The bow and arrow and the guitar. Seventy-two years later, I I crave it every day. I, I'm involved with a lot of stuff. I raced professionally off-road with Mickey Thompson and Parnelli Jones. I've had New York Times bestsellers. I've been a cop. I've been a sheriff deputy for 38 years. I do federal raids with the U.S. Marshals. It's not like I'm looking for any new adventure here, but I was born in the aura, the firestorm of what Chuck Berry and, and Little Richard and Bo Diddley and the Motown Funk Brothers created when the electric guitar was just electrified by Les Paul prior to my birth. So there was a whirlwind of that music and any musician you ever talked to, from Billy Joel to the Van Halen guys to Sammy Hager, you name all the greatest rockers and they'll all tell you, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Little Richard, Motown, the, those black artists that emoted and, and defied this suppression of racism and Jim Crow and then free, free at last. And then this electricity firestorm of music happened. You couldn't escape it. And if you love music as much as we do, you couldn't just listen. You had to explore it. And so I was lucky at the age of four and five, I started beating on the guitar. Plus, Brett, my dad was already a bow hunter in Michigan following the great Fred Bear when I was born in 1948. And like every kid in Detroit, I had a Daisy Red Rider BB gun at some point. I made my own slingshots down by the Rouge River out of, you know, forked hickory branches and rubber from a tire from the junkyard and, and a piece of blue jean for a patch and a stone and I used to shoot blue jays and actually I, I, I killed quail with my homemade slingshot but the mystical flight of the arrow that I just when I shot this just now Eric and Brett when I came to full draw I wasn't even here with you there is a zen hmm. a samurai moment of archery that when I'm at full draw there's no Hillary Clinton there's no evil there's no BLM rioters, terrorists. It cleanses the soul, which makes me fight for the freedom that those evil elements are against. And the music ends up erupting as the soundtrack for that independent, defiant spirit. I believe these words are accurate. And I don't know if I'm speaking for all those rockers out there, because I know I'm not. Most of them are comfortably numb, which is just a, a catastrophe. And I, I've been clean and sober my whole life because I so craved the musical communication and killing a day deer with a sharp stick it's almost impossible if you're yeah. stoned and go bow hunting you'll end up buying chicken so so i love i love the discipline of both of those things as a, as a sports god you know it's all about focus and discipline and i use the word samurai am i right you got to be samurai yeah 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 the old saying in the zone yeah uh, yeah but i'm in the zone almost all the time when shemaine steps out of the shower i'm in the zone I'm like, I'm in that zone. So, so okay. you know, it, 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 it strikes me, Brett, your sport, uh, Ted, your, your guitar, Brett, your football, both of you guys, your guns. It's almost like the way, you know, this push to, to, to control our, our, our Second Amendment rights and pull guns out of our hands. It'd be like taking the guitar out of Ted Nugent's hand or the football out of Brett Favre's hand. You feel that way? The same, the same feeling with, with what's going on with this push with gun control? Both of you no guys? No question, Brett. Do you, do you agree? I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about control because no gun law has ever reduced crime. No gun law has ever reduced savagery. It's an engineered recidivism at the core of all this rampant crime. No... All the gun laws in the world haven't stopped one crime, and they're trying to control the good guys, not the bad guys. Yeah, uh, Dr. Phil, last week, uh, Eric, you remember, he said, you know, all it would do is take the, the guns out of the good guys' hands, and, and Ted just mentioned it too. So, you, you know, I see it just like you see it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing. I'm just I'm, I'm watching this because you guys have such passion, both of you, Ted, for your for your music and your hunting and and Brett for your football and your hunting. And it's like, man, it's like taking a guitar out of Nugent's hand or a football out of Favre's hand or a microphone out of Bowling's hand. But man, 
Well, Eric, consider that the anti-gunners, the power control of oath violators in uh, government and media, academia, Hollywood, they've already got their dream. The anti-gunners have their dream. It's called a gun-free zone. And in the anti-gunners dream of a gun-free zone is where every time the most innocent lives are lost. In Mexico, you're not allowed to own a gun and they shoot each other every eight minutes. Do you think there was a law against Kalishnikovs in in Paris, France, when the guys raided that concert and started hosing people down. Are you kidding me? There's tw- there's tens of thousands of gun laws. It's never stopped a crime ever. When you disarm good people, the evil people thank you because they love unarmed and helpless victims. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And more more knives kill people in America than yeah. Guns more fists, them. more bricks. So yeah. they're not now, about saving lives. Now, uh, on a lighter note. I watch a lot of Ted's uh, hunt shows, and I'm sure you do too, Eric. Uh, well, my I, it's got to be my favorite. And I kind of want I need to be refreshed on it. But as much as you've harvested, as many places as, as you hunted and experiences you've you've been through, the one that stands out for me with you is I'm watching. I think you were in Kansas. I think so. And it's not like you're surprised by the cold. Nor I, but occasionally, you know, there's exceptions to the rule. And this one particular show, you were colder than hell, so much so that rather than hunt and kill the beast, you got down out of the tree and built a fire right below the tree stand. That's exactly right. I'm a Michiganiac guy, so I love Mother Nature's worst offenses. But there, I think we can all agree, Eric and Brett, that the greatest philosopher of all times was Dirty Harry when he said, a good man knows his limitations. Yeah. And I was freezing my balls up up in that tree that day. It was like 25 below wind chill. And I was hunting with Tom McMillan out there in Kansas. You're absolutely right, Brett. So I did get down and I started a fire because I'm like a Boy Scout. I was raised to be prepared and to have certain things on me just in case. And I always have a lighter with me and, and fire starting stuff. And I think I may have saved my life that day, but I also saved my life in November 15th, 1969, in the Manistee National Forest of Michigan, when I was tracking a buck, and I could tell you all the details. I could tell you where I bought the ammo and what it cost. But I, I ended up getting lost in a blizzard, uh, snow up to my crotch, and I did not have spare ammo. I did not have a fire starter. And fortunately, I saw lights way off in the distance and made my way to a road and found my way back to my truck. But I've, I've always been a, a, a Boy Scout. My dad raised me to be prepared, be prepared to be in, independent to help others. So I've always got certain hardware capabilities on my body 24-7. Just in case. Yeah, you know, for, for people who are not maybe not avid hunters or not hunters at, at all, but are interested uh, in, in this story, what's, what's so compelling is Kansas is one of the greatest – big buck destinations that you can hunt. I mean, yep. there are others, but Kansas is one of those hidden gems. And to be in the in a, a, a tree stand or on a bluff, whatever, you may get the buck of a lifetime, very yep. likely, um, better so than in many other states. So to sacrifice that, because once you get down and build a fire, yeah, <laughs> the deer are not going to say, "Oh, fire!" I'm going to go over there and see, cozy up. You're not going to see anything. So you you've relinquished that opportunity. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, I do hunt every day, September, October, November, December, January, February. And now we're getting ready for turkeys here in Texas. Uh, and I tour like a madman every summer if the damn Chinese virus complicit Democrats would just give us the green light and allow us to live a life. But we had to cancel last year's tour. And it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do this year's tour because I got trucks and buses and band and crew. And you can't go into a facility and play a percentage because my truck driver is not going to take a percentage. The band deserves more than a percentage. So it looks like the 2021 Ted Nugent tour is now postponed again for another year. But I'm going to start a Ted Nugent speakeasy at Tucker Hall in Waco. And every Thursday night, we're going to get in there and jam 
on all my classic songs and Motown and all the James Brown classics and Stones and Beatles and Yardbirds. So I keep the music alive. But it's a shame that we're being so controlled by a dishonest government with the mail-in vote scam and the mask scam and the allowing to be invaded across the border, but our kids can't go to school scam. It's just heartbreaking. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll do we'll do a show. I'll come with or without the show. I think Brett would love to do that. We'll, we'll open on your opening night in your speakeasy in Waco, Texas. It's going to be a firestorm. It's going to be like that, the old days, man. That is a great idea. I think Kid Rock's yeah. got a place in Nashville, and you would you would just crush it. You would get the you get the world coming down to visit Absolutely. Ted Nugent in Waco, Texas. Absolutely. All right, we're talking to Ted Nugent about hunting, and you may not realize, but Brett, honestly, is very serious about his hunting, too. So we need serious gear when they're out there. SA Company has all the protective gear you need to brave the elements and explore more every day. Yeah, I love the SA face shields. They are UPF 30, lightweight, breathable, the perfect piece of protective gear for your next adventure. I've got the camo ones for when I'm out hunting, and they are so comfortable. They're perfect for hunting, biking, fishing, skiing, riding. So pretty much everything. Yeah. So so these these things showed up in the mail. And I was looking at them, and they're really really cool designs. SA offers dozens of eye catching designs for men, women, and children. SA face shields offer breathable protection from everything the outdoors throws at you: sun, wind, cold, insect, dust, dirt, and moisture. And they're one size fits all, machine washable, and a lifetime warranty, so there's no financial risk. Yeah, SA believes in giving back through their partnership with Operation Gratitude. They've donated well over 100,000 face shields to those on the front lines of the pandemic. For every order, SA donates one face shield to a first responder. Hey, that's incredible. So stay protected outdoors because right now you can get an insane deal. Buy one, get four free. That's $150 value for just $24.99. Just go to safishing.com slash bowling to get five face shields for the price of one, plus a lifetime warranty and free returns. If you're not satisfied, that's safishing.com slash bowling, B-O-L-L-I-N-G. So, so I want to get into music in a second, but can I just before we, we end this this hunting discussion here a little bit, Brett and and Ted? So I'm not a hunter, and maybe I I got to assume some of the people listening aren't aren't hunters as well. I don't know. So you're sitting in a blind. It's it's freezing cold, and you're waiting. And you're in te- in Kansas waiting for a a buck to walk. What do you do in the meantime? What are you guys do, hanging out in there? What do you, there's got to be some doubt. What what are you doing? Are you listen to music. You you. What do you on your phone? Well, Eric, I got to tell you, um, a lot of the complications in our society today, the uh, the 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 heartbreak and the scourge of substance abuse and the 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 welcome mat for criminal recidivism, uh, it's a direct result of people not living a life that adequately looks inside. When you're in that tree stand, and believe me, I'm in a tree stand or a duck blind, Eric, I'm not exaggerating. Every day. September, October, November, December, January, February. I hunt every day the rest of the year. I run a trap line. Nature heals. Nature cleanses your soul. When I'm, I know a cedar waxwing flight different from a cardinal flight. I know the silhouette of a uh, bohemian waxwing different than a, a nuthatch or a, 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 a bluebird. I'm telling you, my music is so electric and alive because my hunting time cleanses the soul and charges my batteries to the max. Mm. You know, you talk about Zen and you talk about people looking for an escape from the chaos. And let me tell you, a lot of my so-called peers, though I don't really have any, they they couldn't get the music out of their head. When you create this music, it's just a, a bombardment of ideas and creativity. And it's hard to get out of your head. And the, so many went to drugs and alcohol, and they ended up drooling and dying and ruining their families' lives. I, I grabbed my bow and arrow, and I'd go for a walk in the woods and shoot at a stump, maybe get a woodchuck for dinner. But there's an aboriginal spirit of the wild, the title of my TV show for 31 years. I have a song, Spirit of the Wild. I have a podcast, The Spirit Campfire. There is a crazy horse, a, a, a Cochise, a sitting bull in all of us 
And the more time you spend in nature, the more capable you'll be as a father, a husband, a neighbor, a rancher, a farmer, a teacher, a guitar player, an electrician. Uh, No matter what you pursue in life, you need peaceful time. And there's nothing, Brett, tell them, there's nothing more soul-cleansing and peaceful than sitting in nature and and reviewing your your life's qualities, your life's responsibilities. I'm 72 and I'm so energized and I attribute that to being clean and sober and being clean and sober I attribute to the stimuli that I get in the great outdoors. Don't deny yourself the ultimate quiet time. And and if you're paying attention, it's not quiet. There's always something going on that's fascinating. Yeah, you know, Jed's absolutely correct. I grew up in the country. And I'm not necessarily a hunter. My dad was a baseball and football coach. So we we had guns. And we, South Mississippi, down on the Gulf Coast, me and my older brother, Scott, would go out and we'd shoot squirrels or, you know, whatever. Uh, there wasn't much for deer or turkey. But when I went to Wisconsin, um, that's where I got really exposed to, to hunting. It was great hunting. My brother-in-law is an avid, avid hunter and never played sports. was the total opposite of me. And, and you're right, Ted, when I started going out and sitting in a tree stand, which to some people like my roommate, Frank Winters, who's my center from Hoboken, New Jersey, very little hunting goes on in Hoboken. He would say, dude, what do you do in a tree stand all day? <laughs> and I said, you know what? It's so peaceful. Yeah. And, and I, I can give you examples. I mean, I, I remember one of my first hunts uh, in, in Illinois, and we go there, we go back each year, and I, I'm sitting in a stand, and I look to my right, and there, there's a bald eagle that yes. lands right out there in the field and, and got a, a, a rat or something. And I just watched it, and it had no idea I was there. And, you know, I, I just remember that moment thinking, this is pretty cool. And there's many, many other moments where maybe a squirrel is right here on the limb, right in front of you, looking at you going, now you don't look normal. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing up in my tree? And, and I mean, there's this, this peaceful, uh, calming effect that I, I would always go to the woods a- after a stressful game or a stressful week and and it's not about taking an animal as, as much as it is just this this solitary or solitude, um, just joy. I mean, I, I look forward to it. I, I, that's my property. I love just doodling on my property. Yeah. Nature heals. It's a powerful Absolutely. force in this in this day and age. I've had a Ted Nugent Camp for Kids charity, a nonprofit volunteer charity for 31 years. Of course, CNN's never covered that because I teach the kids to be clean and sober and be safe gun handlers and to be fishermen and trappers and to be conservationists, hands-on environmentalists. But what those kids learn and the emotion that they hug me when I go to South Dakota and Nebraska and Iowa and Colorado when I can to meet with the children, the volunteers, I'm telling you, these kids will never riot. They will never hurt anybody. They understand their place in nature as a participant, as a wise use gift from God that this that nature provides food, clothing, shelter, fuel, energy, heat, tools, weapons, medicine, spirit. There's a there's a healing power in nature, and you're, it's not for everybody. But I'm going to tell you. Everybody needs it. And I've I've inspired so many people. You go to my Facebook and I've been so militant against substance abuse. I've had thousands and thousands of people say, Ted, you're right. I finally woke up. I'm clean and sober. I got a bone arrow and I wish I'd have started 50 years ago. My life now is so much more worth living. I'm so much happier just to walk in the woods. And what Brett said, uh, Eric, we, if we wanted to kill stuff, we wouldn't use a bow and arrow because it's almost impossible. And right. we do use our rifles, and I handgun hunt, but mostly it's about understanding your role in nature. And here's the ultimate fruition. Where does our quality air, soil, and water come from? It only comes from one place, wildlife habitat that is safeguarded, rehabilitated in many instances, and paid for by hunters, 
fishermen and trappers. So anytime you have a, a good breath, an inhale and an exhale, you can thank a hunter, fisherman, and trapper for the taxes we've put on ourselves to safeguard wildlife habitat so we only harvest the surplus so the habitat is in prime condition. That's where quality of life comes from. And the hunters, fishermen, and trappers are the people who have paid for it since 1895. I do need to at least try this because I I just I guess I'm too connected. I I just can't figure out how I could disconnect for that that amount of time. But listen, this I'm, I'm willing to try anything. We got to give it a shot. Well, Eric, let me tell you, you co- Brett and I are going to take you because that's yeah. where you're mistaken. It's not disconnecting. You will find a reconnection. Yeah. You will be mesmerized if you stop and breathe and pay attention and listen and look. All of a sudden, your senses will be so stimulated that heretofore are on standby downtown. And I love downtown. But, boy, the great outdoors, it'll make you a better everything. I promise right. you, the evidence is irrefutable. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback from a lot of my friends, a lot of, a lot of people who, I, who, I, who live right here in South Carolina with me. I don't think I can pull the trigger or let, let, a, let an arrow, pull, let, let the string of a bow go and, and, and and kill another being. It's just well, you don't, don't have to, Jimmy. You don't have to. I mean, you can shoot. You, you shoot at targets. Uh, All right, that you know, I think maybe I could do that. But knows, you know, uh, but I think you'll get out and, and at first just say we drop you off and okay, get in this tree right here, Eric. And I, two hours in, you or an hour in, you're probably like twiddling your thumbs and thinking, you know, I should be doing something right now. <laughs> when really you are, it's just different than what you're accustomed to. And what you're- and not only that, but, but, but I tell you, Brett, you and I cook up a fresh backstrap from a white-tailed deer and, and age it and singe it so it's rare on the inside. I guarantee you, once Eric's taste buds experience properly handled venison, he'll shoot the next deer that walks by. <laughs> I don't know, Brad. I, I think I want Poncho next to me just to keep me entertained, just so we could entertain each other for a while up in the blind. With you, with you two, you wouldn't see much. You wouldn't see much. That's right. We'd be talking too much. Hey, Ted, so if people are listening, they don't know, I, I met you probably, I think it was probably around 2006, 2000. Seven. I was doing a show, uh, Fox called Money Rocks, and you you came on. And you you just rocked it. You were awesome. But a little bit after that, you, you you were I don't know. You were talking about Obama or something like that. And, and what, what I what I find out, Secret Service started to follow you on and started messing with you. What tell us that story? Well, I've always been outspoken. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm a I'm a free we the people American. I'm experimenting in self-government and those elected employees work for me. So I not only have the right to review, monitor and criticize them and give them direction. That's my job as an American. And people think I'm radical. I got news for the people who are so stupid to think I'm radical. Ted Nugent is exactly what the founding fathers wanted every American to be suspicious and constantly holding elected employees to constitutional accountability. No it's so simple, it's stupid. No or let me put it in the, in the, in the language of my critics. <laughs> A bunch of spineless sheep who aren't in control of anything. They're waiting for handouts from the authority figures. I don't play that game because I saw the authority figures violate that authority when my friends came home from Vietnam and told me about the rules of engagement and the crimes of, uh, of uh, Kennedy and Nixon and Johnson. So that's another story. But I've always watched my elected employees, especially my presidents and my vice presidents and my my secretaries of state. And who could possibly look you in the eye and say that Eric Holder and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are not violating their oath to the Constitution. They did it over and over and over again. Then they lied to the families of the Benghazi victims that they caused to happen. The Marines were ready to save the Americans in Benghazi. And then Obama and Clinton said, don't save the Americans. And then they lied to him that it was about a video and sent Susan Rice on a jihad to scam Americans. And I saw it and I wasn't being fooled. So I called him the traitor that he was. And the media went crazy on me. And I said, if this punk gets reelected, because I had buddies, Eric, ranchers who were being jackbooted by the Bureau of Land Management and the 
Department of the Interior and the DNR because they had the wrong pigs on their farm. That was all a scam, just a lie. And they were literally defending their ranches with their rifles, afraid of their government. And then you had Waco, you had Ruby Ridge, where Americans are killed by their government. So I, I was adamant. And I said, if this punk gets reelected, I'll either be dead or in jail because I saw the threats against my friends' lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, being arrested for catching rainwater in Oregon. I mean, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm going, you got to be kidding me. So the Secret Service, this is a great story. Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama sicked the Secret Service on me, claiming that that was a threat against the president, where you have to be either on LSD or just naturally mentally deranged to think that I was threatening anybody other than saying I was afraid of my government. So they came and visited me, but I'll tell you what, they came in the room before my Oklahoma concert, and they were going to interview me, and I'm not going to go into the details because they were so embarrassed They were so ashamed that they were investigating Ted Nugent when their fellow Secret Service agents were getting caught drinking and driving and running over pylons outside the Capitol. But Ted Nugent, the clean and sober Lake County Sheriff deputy, had actually gone on federal raids arresting murderers and rapists. I was a better cop than these guys. And it turned out that the two agents that came in, the one, they were both professional, and I salute the agency, the good ones, there's some good ones, but they, one of them was one guy that I trained with, and I, by, by the way, I outshot him when we trained on my ranch when he was a, a, a counter-assault, personally picked counter-assault team for then-President Bush. And they came to my ranch, and we had a barbecue, and we trained together and competed, and he was sitting there just absolutely ashamed of himself that he had to obey an order to investigate Ted Nugent, the most law-abiding person he'll ever encounter in his life. So it was just a scam because they were power abusers. They were criminally oath-violating, treasonous punks. And oath-violating, treasonous punks don't like we the people who who monitor their oath-violating treason. Case closed. <laughs> Any questions? Uh, fast forward. Fast forward to uh, to President uh, President Trump. I, I think you're you're a pro Trump guy. In fact, I think he helped you named your upcoming album, your newest album, your newest record. Tell us. Yeah, how about that? When, when we were in Michigan, we did these rallies. You know, the the, the unprecedented rallies of twenty five thousand, thirty thousand people that were chanting, "We love you, we love you, we love you." The only time it's ever happened in history, because here came a hell raising president, a we the people constitutional businessman president that secured the border, that reduced uh, crime rates, that reduced unemployment, that renegotiated global contracts to actually benefit America. Just a great, great man, a great Protected president. Protected the Second Amendment. Yes, a great, great man, a great president. And I'm in the audience because I rallied. I would promote these events. And we really escalated the attendance because Uncle Ted, especially in the winter wonderland of Michigan, and he would always acknowledge me. He goes, hey, where's that Ted Nugent? Well, there he is. Ted, we're so glad you're here. You know, you're a handsome devil. And I go, whatever. And so my new record is going to be called Ted Nugent, Handsome Devil. And we actually have the audio of the president saying that. Can you play a little riff of that? Well, I got I got a song called Detroit Muscle, and it's so cool. a love song <laughs> is that a great riff or what <laughs> or in waco texas when you open up your uh your your, your bar your saloon we'll do it. it's gonna be a riot man it's gonna be great just before we let you go ted uh this 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 controversy over uh little nas x he's a he's a black uh, I, don't know, I guess pop star country star whatever you want to call him he came out with this idea that he was going to put some human blood and some shoes and call him i don't know satan shoes what, your thoughts on that? It's, a, it's, it's, it's all the rage right now. People on both sides are going crazy. Free, free speakers are saying, who cares? Nike's saying, we got nothing to do with this. People on the right are saying, what the heck's going on? 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't listen to that kind of music. I, if, if I want real soulful music, I got James Brown and Wilson Pickett and Sam and Dave. That's where I, and my band, my band plays real, real, honest to God, black, soulful blues, rhythm and blues, blues music, not those guys. And when it comes to being silly and like the president called me handsome devil, well, nobody thinks that that's referencing Satan. It's just a colloquialism. So I'm going to give this goofball the benefit of the doubt and that there's not any real blood involved and he's just having a silly time with uh, uh, the color red in a new shoe design. Um, but I got to tell you, there are other ominous indicators in our society with the runaway children trafficking and all these uh, unaccompanied children across the border that nobody tracks after they come through the border. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the sound belief talking to some ex-federal agents that are, that are involved with finding these children that are being trafficked and that they disappear. I think there's something really demonic going on. So when someone plays game with the Satan term or the devil term or the demon worship thing, I'm afraid that that really does exist and that there are evil, evil people. Look at Jeffrey Epstein and his gang and Bill Clinton and, and, and I can't think of all their names. But these are just evil, rotten, child molesting, child trafficking beasts. And if there, if there is a devil, it's on the left and it's a Democrat and it supports uh, this Joe Biden freak. My, what an embarrassment. I mean, I thought Ozzy Osbourne had a linguistic problem, but this guy's a whole new low because at least Ozzy's a nice guy. Uh, this current so-called president is a bad guy. He's a criminal guy. His family's criminal. His gang is criminal. His, his vice president is a criminal. It's just heartbreaking. So with so much evil running around, I don't think we can just dismiss the reference to the devil or Satan as just some goofball, you know, having fun with uh, terminology. I think there really is something evil going on. I'm hoping this goofball isn't part of it, but I think we need to look deeper into this kind of stuff. Um, you, you're passionate, Ted. You're passionate about politics. Can I just add, throw one more topic at you? Political, what's in the, you know, it's, it's, Front and center on every every web page, every newspaper, every television show, every cable show, the cancel culture. People are getting in trouble for stuff they they may have said and uh, you know twenty years ago, or tweeted ten and fifteen years ago, or said when they were in high school, um, and have apologized since then. You think of Piers Morgan, uh, just basically not believing Meghan Markle. He has to walk off a show. Sharon Osbourne agrees with. with with Piers Morgan. She's canceled. People are getting canceled left and right. What are your thoughts on cancel culture? Well, Eric, I got to tell you, um, before there was a term cancel culture, I was already being trounced way back in the 70s for standing up. I've been on the board of directors of the National Rifle Association for mm. 29 years with yeah. some of the highest votes ever because I'm adamant. And here's, here's my, my conviction. I have a First Amendment in all 50 states. My First Amendment is good in America, on every street corner, and in every building. When I wake up in the morning, I have it, and I don't need paperwork. I don't need a license. I don't need a permit. I don't need some man to go, you know, Ted, you can speak your heart out. You can choose your religion in this area, but not over here. Smack that punk in the face. I have a First Amendment in all 50 states. Guess what, Eric? I have a Second Amendment in all 50 states, and I don't need paperwork. I don't need a license. There's no man that can designate where I can defend my life or protect myself. And that's how it's been infringed upon. So when I speak out like that, I'll tell you, I could go back to the contracts I had with Disney and with CMT and VH1, huge, huge dollars before there was a cancel culture. Just recently, this Cargill global uh, food uh, uh, sure. or, organization, this corporation, they, they denied me a, a product that was paying for my Spirit of the Wild TV show sponsorship because they called me a racist. Maybe they'd like to ask my my black bass player what kind of racist I am. I mean, it's just unbelievable the whipping around of the term racist, racist, racist. So I've been a victim of cancel culture, but here's the beauty. Like Mike Lindell, my friend Mike Lindell, buy everything my pillow. Just go ahead and buy it all. The people who believe in God, family, and country and see the dishonesty of the left, the hate and the lies coming from the left against a guy like me and Mike Lindell, 
the good God family, country families come out. For example, Eric, I started signing come and take it hats. I, a couple buddies wanted them. We're over 50,000 of these. If you want a personally autographed come and take it hat from Ted Nugent, you go to tednugent.com. They come, the good people show up and buy tickets. They're buying my pillow. They're buying this flag because good Americans see the, the, the entrenched hate and dishonesty from everything Democrat. And here's a little tip to Tulsi Gibbard and the people who think that they're Democrats, but they don't agree with the Democrats. If you're, if you're not a racist, you can't be a member of the Klan. You can't be, I'm a member of the Klan, but I'm not a racist. No, if you're a member of the Klan, you're a racist. If you're not a racist, you gotta quit. And if you're not a traitor to America, you can't be a Democrat because that's what they are. If you believe in God, family, country, work ethic, and independent, rugged individualism, and you're a Democrat, you got to quit because they're against everything good about America. Case closed. And anybody with me and Eric and Brett right now, I dare you to debate me. Debate me any place you want because I haven't had a good dance party on people's skull lately because I win every time because I'm right. Right, and the haters are wrong. It's so simple. It's stupid. <laughs> well, you know, Ted, on that note, Brett, if you're cool with it, Ted, could you play us a little Star Spangled Banner? Play us out with a little Star Spangled Banner, a little, little American. Well, I'll tell you, Brett, God Eric. bless you, man. I hope you have a great turkey season down there in Mississippi, man. And, and Eric, thanks Thank for you. having me on. I'm speaking for the Nugent family and my band and my crew, my neighbors, good families all across this yeah. country. And we love, we love America and we love attitude. <laughs> I got the hair on the back of my neck standing up. I got wow. chills. And if that didn't do that to you, you're not American or you're, you're dead. Ted Nugent, everybody. You, you're the Thanks, man. Eric. Godspeed. God bless America. God bless law enforcement. God bless the Chad Walker family here in Texas. Absolutely. April means a lot of not so fun things like getting fooled, you know, April fools, getting rained on April showers and getting your taxes done. So if you need a positive experience to balance it all out, consider shopping for home and auto insurance with Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. 
They've saved people up to $1,055 per year on home and auto coverage. And it's super easy. Just head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius takes it from there. And here's how they do it. They compare rates from over all of America's top insurers, from Progressive to Allstate, to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch over all your insurance for free. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So while you're gearing up for a spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies with Policy Genius. Reshop your rates and you could save up to $1,055. Just head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Well, Brett, always, always entertaining. The man is passionate about everything he does. Uh, you know, he wakes up with that, as you point out. He wakes up like that in the morning. Uh, great guy. Great guy. Great guy. First time I've ever uh, got a chance to speak with Ted. I've always been a big fan. Um, probably more so... Uh, with his outdoor uh, show. And, and again, I, I said this started show, I'm an avid outdoorsman and, and hunter myself, but not to the level of Ted. Ted takes it to a whole different level. But, you know, I think there are at least some people who listen to the show and, and don't uh, maybe won't like Ted or like some of the things that he said. But you got you have to appreciate his passion for it. He loves America. Yeah. He loves the outdoors and he's passionate about it. And he's passionate about helping people. And, uh, and he's done that with a clean and sober slate through his 72 years of life, which is incredible. Yep. And uh, you know, love him or hate him. Bottom line is he is an advocate of the first and second amendment to the constitution. The first amendment being you have the right, you have a right a constitutional right to say your mind, to say your peace and, and to believe and, and, and worship the way you want. And he obviously worships music and he worships hunting. And then the second amendment, which is you have a constitutional protected right to, to keep and bear arms against the unoppressive government. And he, he is believer of, uh, and, and, uh, you know, defender of vehement aggressive defender of both of those. And I think there are a lot of people in America. So whether or not you ascribe to his politics or not, you have to at least give him credit. I certainly give him credit. I don't necessarily go as far as he does with some of the stuff, but I give him credit for that first defending first and second amendment of the constitution. Big believer in that. Yeah. Likewise. Hey man, great week. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again soon, my friend. Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels at Bowling with Favre. Bowling with Favre is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One.